Hello and welcome to episode 309 of the VegGrab podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow food in my allotment and garden. Today, it's the 13th of May 2020 and today I'm going to be talking to you about polytunnels versus greenhouses based on my own experience. But firstly, what have I been up to today? Well, today I did stay at home and I've continued to build my plant tables. Now, I spoke of these on Monday's podcast where over the weekend I started building one table to sit out the front of my house in order that passers-by could get themselves some plants and produce. Well, that table is actually completed. I just need to give it a good lick of paint. But I've also been building, and it's nearly completed now, a plant table for the back garden. Now, I'm calling it a plant table because originally I wanted this as a multi-decked shelf system that I could grow plants on and make use of that space. Vertical gardening, if you like. Well, this is now developed into a table with storage underneath, although I'm going to build a step at the front as well. So we do have that tier system. The main thing about this is that I'm using wood that I've kept aside and stored and hoarded basically because I thought it might come into handy one day and it's just sat in a huge pile in a corner of my garden and it looks a mess. So I'm using up all this wood and building these things which is freeing up a bit more space in my garden, making it look tidier but also it's it's recycling, it's repurposing and at the moment I'm all about that. Now, these two builds have taken up most of the day because there's quite a bit of cutting, measuring, sanding, screwing, that sort of thing that has gone into this. But it'll be worth it in the end. And I'm glad to be finally making progress and getting these projects built. Well, that's really what I've been up to today. What about yourself? What have you been doing in your own allotment or garden? Now, just before I start to talk about greenhouses versus polytunnels, Two things. Firstly, this Friday, the 15th of May 2020, the 24-hour live podcast stream on the VegGrail Podcast Facebook page. We are doing this for charity. Still need videos, still need photos, but more importantly, we want you to come along and join in. Secondly, I want to ask you all how you feel about me reducing the amount of podcasts that I'm producing. Now, I started these daily podcasts as a way to keep everyone including myself occupied whilst we went through this lockdown process that we've had here in the UK. In the UK we've started opening up workplaces and people are slowly starting to return to work. I probably am not going to return to work till mid-July I don't reckon. So for me I can continue making these daily podcasts but I'm wondering if that's too much for people to catch up on but I'm also wondering if I knocked it down from next week say to Monday Wednesday and Friday for the podcasts Tuesday Thursday and Saturday for the videos it's going to give me the chance to do a bit more content work on the podcasts a bit more edit them a lot better and I'm thinking I'll probably do like Monday the diary section where I'll go back to the outdoor microphones Wednesday the subject and Friday the gardening quiz that's what I'm thinking at the moment but I'd like to hear your opinions on this is the daily podcast too much to catch up on or would you like to continue with daily podcasts that's the real question okay well a few days ago I received a few questions on twitter from a listener and one of these questions was 
what were my thoughts on polytunnels versus greenhouse and i thought this would make a really interesting podcast i will add right at the very beginning that this is as always i'm talking from my experience throughout this podcast but if you have any thoughts experience that you want to add then please get in touch currently i do have two greenhouses one at home and one down the allotment which is called granddad's greenhouse in the past especially on my old allotment I did have polytunnels. In fact, I brought two of them. But from my experience with those polytunnels, they only lasted a season each. Now, to be fair, the two polytunnels that I bought back then, they were the ones at the cheaper end of the market. And they're the type you would buy from sort of Wilco or The Rage, and they were not exactly built to stand up in a windy site like I had on the allotment. They were built cheap to sell cheap and They're probably okay in most people's gardens, but they weren't great on the allotment. What I found was that the wind would actually pick up and lift these polytunnels and then move them quite a distance. But while being moved, the the polythene, it didn't really rip, but the poles, they would bend or even snap as they went and hit sheds or twisted over. They rolled all over the place. It, It was quite a sight when I found them halfway down the allotment in a completely upturned position. Now I did also have a very sandy soil there so the tent pegs that came with these they didn't really help. They just slid out the ground very very easily. When I got my second polytunnel I tried adding some bags of sand and I added quite a few all round the poles along the base and all around the skirt along the bottom trying to weigh it down but it still didn't work. Now from Wilkinson's and other places you can also buy these sort of greenhouse shelves which are quite small in comparison to these proper greenhouses but they they are quite well used and I used to use these quite often. Again I found that in the base I had to put some weight so that used up that bottom shelf but they did last quite well in the garden like that. Eventually they have rusted out and the poly and the polythene ripped to shreds but They didn't do too badly because they're probably only about 1.2 metres tall, 30 centimetres wide, 30 centimetres deep. They're not huge and there was no way that the wind could whip into them and get hold of them, unlike these polytunnels. That being said, I have seen there are some polytunnels that are much more durable and able to withstand some strong winds. Some companies out there have tested them on islands in the north Scotland where they are incredibly windy and they seem to withstand that. And my allotment neighbour currently, he has a polytunnel and he put it up last year if I remember right. And this is one that is built to withstand some strong winds winds and it's got some proper thick poles and we're talking sort of scaffold pipe poles it is really built to withstand some strong winds last year we did have a storm whip through and that pony tunnel it stood there it didn't get blown over or anything it did get the cover sort of blown off along one side but that was pulled back down and wasn't really a problem I do also believe that the polythene on these can deteriorate after a few years and although it is very very cheap to replace the polythene it isn't exactly the easiest job and I think it's probably a two-man job to replace the polythene. 
But compared to glass, it's a lot cheaper to replace the polythene than glass. And I think this is why many commercial growers will use polytunnels over greenhouses. Before I did research for this podcast, I was led to believe that polytunnels were cheaper than greenhouses. And yeah, those cheap ones that I used, they certainly are cheaper than greenhouses. But for the ones that seem to be built to withstand, I would say they're probably a bit more, maybe twice the price of a greenhouse. But they are the ones that I think would be the one I would buy if I was to buy a polytunnel. Now you can probably tell I'm actually much more in favour of greenhouses. Firstly, I believe they look better, especially in a garden. I've also found that they seem to be able to withstand the winds better. And where I am, it can still get very, very windy. I'm just off the coast, of course. We have had a few storms come through and yeah, the greenhouses seem to be pretty much okay certainly the frames anyway my greenhouse at home it'll be five years old in a few months time in that time we have had quite a few storms the first winter did present a few problems with loose nuts which did come apart but that was easy to fix and now every year i do go around and just check all the nuts that greenhouse however has got plastic panels instead of glass and we made this choice thinking it would be safer if we have our nieces over or um, any other children. Granddad's greenhouse down on the allotment. Now that greenhouse is nearly 40 years old. It's older than me and I feel that just goes to prove how long greenhouses can last. The glass was some of the original glass until unfortunately in that storm last year I mentioned I did lose a lot of the glass panels which I had to replace. That proved very very expensive. One panel of glass cost me £6 and the roof alone has 16 panels in it and that soon adds up to a lot of money. I've also found it's much easier to clean a greenhouse, especially when it comes to washing off the algae that can build up on the outside of glass. I just simply get a broom and a bucket of soapy water, wash it down, and that's it. With a polytunnel, I don't think it's as easy to do that without risking ripping the polythene. Like I said, I am much more in favour of greenhouses. I don't believe they are more expensive to buy than polytunnels. They seem to last longer in my experience and I believe they are more attractive. I'm not saying I would never buy a polytunnel, but if I was to buy a polytunnel, I would not buy one of the cheaper polytunnels. I would buy one that is built to last. Well, that is what I think anyway, but what do you think? Please let me know. You can email me, richard at thevegrowpodcast.co.uk. Leave a comment on the website at thevegrowpodcast.co.uk or find me on social media. Just search for The Veg Podcast. But for today, please take care and I'll see you again next time. <laughs>